Hello, everybody. We are uh, joined here with a very special guest for episode three of the Lucky Dog podcast. Our other co-host, Dylan Mamba-Smith, is unable to join us. He's probably driving Ferraris or Dodge Challengers or something fun, living our dreams. But our guest here is a good friend of mine, a former teammate, and uh, I think somebody that is going to share a lot of fun insight on... (laughs) Uh, our conversation. So oh, yeah. I welcome Ryan Vargas to the podcast. Yeah. Ryan, finally we're able to do this. Man. I was going to say, this is the first time I've, if we're being honest, this is the first time we've like interacted yeah. outside of like anything racing related. Yeah. I mean, I know this is racing related, but you know what I mean? Well, what's funny is like, I feel like we've had podcasts driving to the track mm-hmm. on all our road trip, all of our road trips, whether it was to Talladega or Richmond or Bristol, but it's like, Okay, now we can do it official. Man, and the days of you, me, Colby, or you, me, Jeffrey, or all three of us. The good old JD Motorsports days. So we'll jump right into it, yeah. man. Um, I, I think what's so cool about your story and something that, you know, is almost the epitome of the Lucky Dog podcast that we're, we're highlighting is just your, your progression, your career. You know, I look at um, your, your history the last two years, and it's like, Late models Xfinity, yeah, and then, and then almost ten races right last yeah. year, and then full season, and I think that's so cool, and it's so, uh, it's so dynamic of what our sport can consist of for guys like you and me. Yeah, it's it's all about kind of like analyzing the, the situation that you're in. Yeah, um, like when I at the end of 2018, I had that ride in the K&N East series where it was a once in a lifetime opportunity. Yeah, and I'm super thankful it even happened with Rev, right? Yeah. And it was, I mean, Mexico and all those guys, Matt, Matt Booker and everybody, they're great people. Um, but when that ride kind of fizzled out, cause you know, they went from a three car operation to a two car operation, you know, it, you know, it's business and mm-hmm. you know, bottom of the totem pole, you know, new guy, yep. you know, it's one of those things. Um, so it kind of, it left me at a point where I was like, okay, I got to analyze where I'm at now. You know, I have one year of Kane under my belt. I have all these late model races. You know, I, th- I, the way I looked at the situation was this. I said, I need to stay in the seat. Yeah. I need to drive something. Something. Whether it be a street stock, a Kane and car, truck, Xfinity, whatever. I need to drive it. Well, I got sponsorship to do late model races. I think we did 30 late model races. 22 of them were completely sponsored yeah which is insane and that was out at Irwindale Ir- Irwindale and Hickory and Anderson Motor Speedway okay so it was it was both, both ends of the country both <laughs> which was awesome I got to race with uh, Alec Martinez who actually bought my old late model so it was real it really was just me going back to my old car yeah it's just we just didn't own it yeah um and then it opened up the opportunity for me to go with uh with Lee Falk um for the east coast races. yeah for the east coast races and that was really fun I got to learn a lot of how the short track racing out here differs from differs from what we got on the west coast like the competition out here in late model stocks is so stacked yeah. like if you've won a late model stock race out here yeah. you've done something yeah like i mean prime example we, we went out to irwindale first race back after racing k&n uh we won yeah like first race yeah. back literally first like back. the whole off season like yeah. oh man i'm already i'm 18 and washed up and then show up to irwindale and won the first race it's like yeah. okay so obviously there's still a point to be made um, for racing on the East Coast. Yeah. Yep. And so when I went to the East Coast, we struggled. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I, I struggled. Like I, it was a new track, new type of race car. Never, never really raced late model stocks. You know, totally different dynamic of racing out here versus out west. And um, that was something that I had to get used to. And we never won 
racing. I never won racing out here in Lake Mall Stocks. Yeah. Fin- got a couple top three finishes, which is good. I mean, we had races where we led a bunch of laps, and late race caution ruins it. Yeah. But um, it was good seat time, and that that all the all that racing and all those races being you know covered, which was an amazing opportunity. Um, it led to me going to Johnny. Yeah. And you know, I knew if I were to get that opportunity to race again, you know, Xfinity. I mean, what was K and N East at the time? It's tough to sell. Yeah that stuff yep. when you don't have the funds to do so because yep. you have to try and find a way to make it so that you can provide a return for a company and not i'm not saying that arca isn't you know an easy one to make it a return because there's plenty of people who are in arca and are have sponsors and are returning which is perfect that means they're doing the right thing but for me who had never done it never found that anything yeah. like that i knew that i just had to kind of take that jump and try Xfinity. And if I were to find sponsorship, I could provide a return. Correct. And I think it brings up an interesting point where I've had experience with this, but you know, there was like a, uh, a paradigm shift from 2013, 14 and on where the touring series was as expensive as almost national series, Mm -hmm. if you wanted to go be competitive. So then all of a sudden, just like you said, it's, you know, you can sell a race, at the Xfinity level for what it would cost for a uh, K&N yep. back then. And 100 times over, they're getting a bigger bang for their buck. And it's like, yeah. you know, I think the conversation kind of comes up, like why are all these, you know, why are kids, drivers, whatever, going Xfinity racing when, you know, they just got done late model racing. It's yeah. like, well, here's a good example why. Yeah. Um, you know, and even for trucks for that matter, the tr- you know, the truck series is as competitive and as expensive as Xfinity. So yeah. Guess what? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go Xfinity racing. Yeah, and it's like, you know, if oppor- and, if offer- and an, if an opportunity comes up to where you can go truck racing and, you know, it's it, the, fe- the means are necessary, by all means. Heck yeah. yeah. Like, if I, yeah. if I had the opportunity to go truck racing, if that came out first, you know, who, yeah. who knows what we'd be talking about today. Correct. Same thing with ARCA. If yep. any ARCA deal that I had worked out, yeah. who knows what we'd be talking about today. Exactly. Um, But, you know, it, it's, all, it's all how you go about it and what you can try to provide in terms of a return, whether to yourself or to those who invest in you. Yeah, it's almost like you have, as drivers like us, we have our stock and it's, how do you, uh, how do you, how do you um, bump up your stock? You know, yeah. how do you get more people wanting to buy into your stock? And well, it's like, well, you're almost selling yourself on top of selling sponsors and partnerships and stuff like that. Well, and it's hard because, you know, when I did that first start with Johnny back in 2019 at Iowa, there, like, the odds were so far against yeah. us. Yep. Like, that was my first race. That was my first shot. That was really me throwing a Hail Mary. Because mm-hmm. I had, like, you know, yeah, you can go out and win as many late model races as you want. But, you know, in the grand scheme of the whole NASCAR scene. Yeah. Nowadays. Yeah, nowadays yeah. it's like, okay, you know, yeah. and, yep. you know, no disrespect to that type of racing. Correct. But, you know, if you're trying to move up to the NASCAR scene, nobody's going to really look at late late model wins at this no, place. You no, know what I mean? If you're no. trying to move up to those levels. So for me, going into that race, it, it was a case of a Hail Mary. Like if I go out here and completely bomb, that's it. Yeah. I'm done. Like that's that's my only shot, my only opportunity. Yeah. And I went into the weekend with the whole mindset of this is my last shot. Yeah. Like I've I'm eighteen years old. I've already washed up. Like I've already had my first go. How can I make this something 
to grow upon. Mm-hmm. And ran inside top 15, finished 17th yep. in that first race. And I yep. mean, as you know, running for, you know, yeah. our teams, you know, the BJs, the JDs. That's you know, all the it Harmon, takes. That's, that's all a win takes. for us. That's a, that's, that's yeah. a good day. Yeah. And that kind of set the tone for myself as a driver and for how I kind of go about a lot of things. And it taught me a new a new type of racing that I'd never had to do before. Yeah. Um, I remember like that to, to this day, Iowa Speedway 2019, the second race is the most important race of my career. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I think you hit the nail on the head there where it's, you know, for guys like us, it's, it's literally, and it's hard to explain this thing. And it, you know, it kind of maybe could get misunderstood, but it is a race within a race. Mm-hmm. Like for guys like us, it is, you know, we have um, boxes to check. Yep. And, I, you know, I'll be honest, those, none of my boxes have win. You know, it's yeah. like, it's like for us, a, a great day, like you said, is bring the car home in one piece, you know, don't make any mistakes, don't be a headline. And if yeah. you do that and come home with a 18, you know, an 18 top 20 or top 15, mm-hmm. you're celebrating. Oh my gosh. <laughs> like you look at Iowa, I mean, yeah. not Iowa, um, Atlanta this past, uh, past month, that was 14th place finish. We were yeah. like, that mate next jumped on board last second and it was just rowdy. We, yeah. we like finished 14th. It was like, yep. heck yeah. Like this that was is awesome. Celebrating. Yep. Like that's awesome. Same nope. thing in Texas in the fall when we finished eighth, it was like, holy smokes. What? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, yep. uh, it, it goes so far, especially when you do break that top 10 barrier, that top Correct. 10. Cause you know, yep. you've, you've got like one or two top tens already mm-hmm. under your belt. You know, that feeling of when you take, you know, your equipment and you're able to elevate it to that next level, it's, it's, um, uh, reassuring yeah. to you. Yeah. You're, you're able- reminded that, Hey, you're doing this. You're supposed to be doing this. Yeah. And it, it felt, it feels really good. And I mean, still, I, I mean, I remember crossing the line, finishing eighth at Texas and it felt like I won the 500. Yeah. I mean, I was crying. <laughs> I was crying after the race. Dude, I was so exactly stoked. right. No, you're exactly right. And I think like from that, that's where it gets fun explaining it to uh you know sponsors and partners or they're like you know hey uh, somebody that has never been involved with racing they can come up to you and they're like hey we're gonna win today and it's like well yeah know, come take a walk with me yeah <laughs> and you can walk them up the garage stall and show them you know this hauler at the very front and this hauler in the middle mm-hmm. and here's our stuff and uh you know here's our goals for today and it's not and it's not a knock on you know the team's not you know at what all. i mean it's nope. just you know it's a circumstance Correct. you know it's the situation Correct. you know bj has built an incredible operation from where yep. he started johnny davis has built an incredible yep. operation from where he started it's yep. it's all just you know a circumstance of you know okay this is where we are yeah and you know we know what we have and we're going to go out there and put our best foot forward and yeah. you know show out and there's days where we do there's days where we run in the top five, top ten at, at you know at the super speedways or even at the regular tracks. I mean, look mm-hmm. at road I courses. Mean, not just that. Yeah. Look at Pocono last year. Yeah. You, me, and BJ running inside the top five. Same thing with Jeffrey. He he, he poked up in there. We run in top yeah. five, top ten all day long, yeah. and it was like the JD show that day. Yeah, it was so nuts. Yeah, I uh, you know I was talking to a close friend of mine one time, and and he races at the, the top level on Sundays, and you know he said something to me that was really interesting from the business and and outsider looking in perspective and it was you know whether it's you jesse at the time driving for johnny davis or me this year driving for bj or or you ryan like Mm -hmm. we all have the same problems the only difference is uh with them there's a different number of commas in the problems (laughs) there's a different number of zeros you know in the total budget and i think that's kind of the 
the bottom line is our goals, your and I goal each and every weekend is to go out there and maximize our potential with the resources we have. Absolutely. And if you can do that and keep the owners happy and, and make your sponsors want to come back and do some more, it, you know, it doesn't matter if you're 21st or, or 11th or whatever you, you are celebrating. Well, and I tell people this all the time. It's it, racing is the only sport where funding dictates an outcome. Correct. You look at, I mean, I'll go back to, I just mentioned earlier, Nat, I mean, uh, Atlanta, where we finished 14th, took that same car, went to New Hampshire. We ran blank. Yeah. Finished 29th. Yep. I'm not going to say that, you know, no sponsorship on the car completely was the reason, an absolute 110% reason we finished 29th. But I can guarantee you, if we would have had something on that car, it would have been a little bit of a better day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. It's a different it's a different sport in that sense of uh, the words where uh, there's such a big variable that controls mm-hmm. um, the winners. And, yeah. you know, it's not a, a bat or or a ball or, or cleats, you know, it's, it's a very, very expensive race car. And, and, uh, you know, like, like a lot of us, we just got to do with what we got and make the most of it and, and get creative. And I think, you know, that's a key word and someone like you could attest to it, get creative in how you grow that funding and, and whether it's social or whether it's, you know, marketing, uh, material that is unique and cool and, and content that hasn't been done before. It's, it's, uh, you never know. Yeah. I mean, just like you said right there, you never know. I mean, yeah. I, I made this thing on LinkedIn yesterday, um, but it was like, it, one of the most common questions I get, like from, and it's mostly from other drivers. It's why do you do so much outside of the car? Why are you on social media yeah. so much? You know, why? Like, what's the point? And it's like, because it's free. Yeah. It, it's a free platform to, you know, not just grow your brand, but it's also another way to interact with the people you are close with. Correct. Like that uh, are following you in yeah. your story. Like I, I'll, I'll tell people any day of the week, I should have never, ever, 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 ever made it past late models. Yeah. Ever. Yep. At the end of 2017, my parents sat me down in the kitchen and told us we were done racing. Yep. And I, that, that is a serious conversation we had at the end of 2017. They said we were only going to be able to do five races in 2018. Then I was going to be re- getting ready to go to college. Mm-hmm. And every year since has been something that just extended that year, that, yeah. that, see, that racing career another year. Yeah, we're just buying time, man. I mean, literally, <laughs> it was, you know, at the end of 2017, I should have been done. Oh, I yeah. got the rev ride? Okay, 2018. Oh, the rev ride's gone? Okay, now what do I do? 2019, yep. Johnny Davis and a late miles. Yeah. Okay, cool, cool, cool. All right, 2020, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? TikTok? Cool. Yeah. All right, this year? Uh, okay, we're full-time? Cool. Yep. You know, now it's like, yep. okay. Like, it's it, every time it's something that is extended it another life it's the progression and like the consistency of just a little bit more each and every season and each and every year and i think you know and i remind myself this all the time because it it, you know i think another conversation we could have is it is difficult to race like we're racing like it is hard it is hard mentally it is hard emotionally but you know something i like to remind myself is just like you said each and every year you know, look at a guy like Ross, look at a guy like Corey LaJoy, look at a guy like Ryan Priest. And, yep. and, and it's, easy. by the way, two of those names raced at JD. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Let's join them, buddy. Like, I mean, like that's yeah. like, it's, it, 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 there's a reason they're at that level. Correct. There's a reason why they're as successful as they are. And it's because they've, the, of the lessons they learned racing at, at, at what we're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and, and that's kind of what I was getting at is like, 
you know, it's easy to forget where they started. Like it's mm-hmm. easy to forget their years one through three. It's easy to forget, you know, the, the blown engines and the starting parks and the ride arounds and, you know, scuff tires. And, and it's easy to forget that. But for someone like you and I, I think it's literal, it's the literal handbook of, you know, mm-hmm. keeping positive and look, looking at the glass half full and making the most out of our situation. And, and I'll tell you this. When, you know, because last year I spent a lot of time in the garage area and stuff like that. And, you know, I would rather have a terrible day driving a race car than a good day not driving one. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're exactly if, right. If I'm out there and we run 29th like we did in New Hampshire, okay. Yeah. You know what? Car's clean. I'm happy. Yeah, we've got something to work on. Car owner's on. happy. I know yeah. what I do. I got 200 laps now in the memory bank to... Yeah. Go, go, you know, hopefully next year, knock on wood, I'm racing in New Hampshire again, and I'm yeah. able to use those notes I took from yeah. that 29th place finish and make it a 21st yep. or a 18th or an yep. 8th, you know? It's, or, or a situation that arose that you might have not ever experienced, but now you have it in the memory bank. Exactly. A restart, a shift, a, a, a pass, something oh like that. Oh my gosh, yeah. I mean, it, that's the thing, like, and that's where it goes back to what I said. Any day on the racetrack is a good day. Yeah. And if I'm, you know... You know, I'm very fortunate to be here, and it's like, I'm going to, because of that, I'm work, I I will work four or five, six times more hard than I think I should sometimes, just to maximize these opportunities, and it's, you know, it it definitely gets stressful, but it's part of being here. What's, uh, I want to ask you this, like, what's your, going into a weekend, you know, like a New Hampshire, where, you know, you know whether it's tire situation or the motor situation or, you know, just the car itself, you know, here's our ceiling, you know, I'm well aware of that. What's your, what's your mental like going into a weekend like that? Do you, you know, for instance, like for me, I say, you know, okay, I look at the entry list. I look at whatever owner's points and speed from maybe that race a year ago, two years ago. And I say, okay, if I finish here or better, like it is a solid day Mm -hmm. with the variables I have. Is that something you do as well? So for me, it's a lot, a lot along those same lines. Yeah, I had some really, really good conversations with Landon Castle this year. Yeah, I think Landon Castle is the um, like the poster boy of how to yes, <laughs> how I to mean, get honest, the most out of it. He's he's the poster boy of how to make the most out of every situation. Yeah, and I mean he's just flat out good. Yeah, you could put me in Landon Castle head to head any day, and I can almost guarantee you he'll beat me. Yeah, and that's me as a race car driver knowing when someone's better than me. Yeah, and you know I think. But anyways, going back to what I was saying, though, you know, when you go into those races, you know, okay, we don't have full allotment this weekend. Yep. We don't have, you know, the greatest, you know, engine or whatever. I look at the entry list. I look at how normally these races go. And it's like, okay. And then I'll start the race. Yeah. And yeah. I'll feel, feel out the car. And yeah. it's like, okay. So right now, I am a 28th place car. Mm-hmm. I'm going to ride 28th all day long. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to stay in 28th all day yeah. long. Oh, cool. These two guys wrecked? Cool. Two freebies. Yeah, now I'm 26. Two free spots. Now Thanks, I'm 26. Man. Cool, yeah. cool, 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 cool. Oh, two more guys wrecked? Cool. Now I'm 24th. Cool, yeah. cool, 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 cool. This guy cool. had a flat hey, in we the had, green? Perfect. <laughs> yeah, this guy had a flat? Cool. We're now we're 25th. Yeah. All right. Late late restart. And we got we got ourselves a decent track position? Cool. I'm 18th. Yeah. yeah. You know? Oh. Yeah, and it's like managing at that point. It's like, okay, let's not lose 25th or something. Let's yeah. let's Let's... Only and, net gain from here. And one of the perfect examples of this is, 
you know, it's a lot about racing smart too. Yeah. Like road course racing for me. I love road course racing. Yeah. It's one of my favorite activities. And there's statistically, minus the Daytona road course where we broke, there's statistically some of my best tracks. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, you look at it and it's like, why? Why are they my best tracks? Like I'm not, I don't consider myself very speedy. A road course racer. Yeah. yeah. I don't consider myself a road course guy. I don't consider myself very speedy on them. But I look at mid-Ohio this year, right? We didn't have a sponsor. Um, we go into mid-Ohio. My crew chief comes up to me, Rick Viers. He's very experienced and very mm-hmm. knowledgeable guy in the sport. He knows how this goes. And he, he asked me, he says, hey, what's your thoughts on today? And I said, well, I'm going to drive like a baby all day long. Yeah. I said, I'm going to drive easy. Yeah, keep it on it the nice, track. Keep it on track. Didn't dip a tire, didn't dip a tire one, day, one moment. Yeah. On that day, I know you know I probably dropped the right rear one time out of one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you you look at that race and it was like okay we had those two late late green white checkers. I got put middle three like four times yep. on that, and every time it happened, back out. Yeah, right, left by. hand left hand out the window. <laughs> go by, go by. I think I dropped to like twenty fourth with one to go. Finished eighteenth. Yeah. Yep. I mean, they, like, and there wasn't and, a scratch on the car. There's not a scratch on the car, and and you probably didn't have the full allotment of tires, and so on and so forth. And it's like those are the races that we drive, you know, we yeah. race for. Oh like, yeah. Those are the finishes that we leave the racetrack, and we're like, I'm doing something right still. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm I made the right. I'm going down the right path. Yeah. Hundred percent. And the thing is, you look at how we're racing now. You know what I mean? We're we're racing with that in our in the back of our mind, and how we do these things. Look at four or five years from now when we are racing at the top level yeah. and we're in a car, you know, that's capable of winning and we get put yeah. in a situation where we're three or four wide racing for second, third or fourth yeah. early in the race. And oh well. You're good. <laughs> we'll tell Mama to cut it here. <laughs> cut. I'm so sorry. <laughs> that was my sister walking in the door. I guess I should have texted her. <laughs> Welcome to the Lucky Dog Podcast. Um where we're in the studio, which is the kitchen in my apartment. <laughs> Heck yeah. Um, no, but I think we're good. So yeah, continue like, yeah. you so, know, those races, those are the ones that you leave from and those are the ones going on the, re- going on the resume. Well, yeah, exactly. You look at, again, you look at the Ross Chastains, the Ryan Priests, the Corey LaJoys, all these guys who have come through, you know, these levels and have done these things. There's a reason why they're performing well. There's a yeah. reason why Corey LaJoy is finishing yeah. 17th, 18th, yep. top 15s in, in, in the car he's in. Yeah. Not not a knock on that team, of course, but there's a reason why. It's because he's racing with his head. Yep. You don't see the Ross Chastains and the and the Ryan Priests going out there and spitting. Yeah. Yeah, and, and you know what? There's a long list of guys we could pull up and look at who were very, very fast, very probably talented but they're no longer in the sport mm-hmm. you know they they tore up too much shit they put it on the flatbeds too many times and they were on jack stands when the other cars were out there and there's no and there is no right or wrong way to go about it right no no you you need to be a speedy driver yep. you need to have that raw speed yeah but it also does take that extra bit of all right Race i'm middle, yeah i'm in the middle of four wide i probably shouldn't be middle of four wide right yeah. now yeah you know what i mean or hey do I go for this pass on lap 67 of a 300 lap race? Yeah. You know, is that worth doing? And yeah. Or you're, you know, you're running top 10 at a super speedway and 
we never get to run top 10. Yeah. But you still got two more stages left, so. <laughs> exactly. I mean, well, prime example. I mean, look at earlier this year at Talladega. I Talladega. think it was you, me, Matt Mills, yeah. and it was, I think it was another BJ car. Probably. Was. Yeah. But it was us four, and we were running like. 37th, 38th, 39th, and 40th. Yeah. Just chilling. Just riding. Just chilling. Yeah. <laughs> Guess what? Yeah. My car didn't have a scratch on it. Did yours? Nope. Exactly. Nope. Yeah. But, you know, and, and the funny part is, is like, was it fun in the moment? Not really. You know, maybe you could say boring. Maybe you could say content. Again. But at the end of the day, when we got out of the cars, yeah. uh, you know, I was satisfied. I was happy. I was like, we did our job and our you know, look at, we're on the top 20 scoreboard. <laughs> See, I, I can't agree. I, I ended up like 30 something. I was not happy. Oh, uh, did you get in a wreck? No, I mi- I just, I missed them all. Um, I, sl- when they wrecked out of two, I slid my tires a wee bit and it was kind of like one of those, eh, do we want to risk it? Do uh, we want to risk it? So could we you feel it. a vibration? It, it Not a little bit. A little bit. It, it was yeah. like one of those things where I got like nice crossed up and it was like, eh, let's just check it. Dude, last year at Talladega, I don't know if it was a car I was in or what at Johnny's, but um, we cut two left rears. Coming, I remember that coming out of two under green. I remember that. And both, that's frightening. Both times, I have never like <laughs> swatted as hard inside of a car on the wheel. That's one thing I've noticed about super speedway cars. It's easy to turn. Yeah, like, slow I, steering boxes. I've I like that was one thing that like caught me off guard when I did my first one last year uh, at Talladega. I was like got in it and no practice or qualifying. So. Yeah. First super speed race, never yeah. even been in Here a pack. Like, all right, yeah. cool, get yeah. in there. And I was like, oh, wow, this is very easy to steer. And like, I got in the pack and I was like, oh boy. Now I'm used to it, but like, yeah. when I first did it, but it's I can only right. imagine, I can it, only imagine blowing a left rear like that. What's funny too is like going back to the super speedway stuff. I remember I was so novice to it. I, you know, you, you can watch film, you can do uh, certain things to help, but I was so novice at it. I remember like before my first race at Daytona, I was like, I went to my dad. I'm like, hey, uh, like, tell me what, you know, what's, what's kind of the, the key points? Cause, um, <laughs> you know, it's such a different feeling and it's hard to explain that to people, but it's such a different feeling, right? Like mm-hmm. the draft and the steering and the speeds and you can't see nothing. So it's mm-hmm. like trying to figure out, you know, when to stay behind, when to maybe peek out and just visually, uh, visually remind yourself that you yeah. know hey the confidence is there tuck back behind them. yeah it's it's such a weird thing i mean but it kind of goes back to what we said a little bit ago you know when we're riding in the back it's like okay is it not fun in the moment sure yeah but at the end of the day we're going to finish yeah. with, a, with possibly a good day i mean daytona i just simply survived and finished 18th yep yep survive simply survived and finished eight and you remember daytona yeah Wreckfest. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. wreckfest. I think I was 17th. I was going to say, yeah, you passed me. Actually, yeah, you passed me <laughs> in turn three. Lap, and I yeah. tried side sucking you so hard, I couldn't get to you. But I think what helped is you had like uh, some extra drag that was no, on I, your back. No, I was just, I, I was just. Or maybe I had the no, lane. You had the lane, and yeah. I was just getting out of there. Yeah. I was getting out of there. I was, I, I saw them slicing and dicing, and, you know, it's one thing, you know, I mean, that's another thing, you know, three of the four JD cars were totaled totaled at that point so it was like yeah. i gotta finish isn't it funny i tried to i was having a conversation with a buddy of mine and and they were like what's the super speedway racing like and we had had a couple beers and i like were i was like i was as i was talking i was like you know what i've never thought about this but the last like two laps as drivers like you and i it is such a roller coaster of emotions where it's like 
you know, the, the straightaways, you're just waiting for something to happen. God. And then you're in the corners and you're like, you know, I hope something happens because I can get a couple spots. And then you're on the straightaways again. And it's like, I'm waiting for something to happen. And it's, and it's such the last five and miles. The, and the funny thing is, is when something happens, you think you're ready for it, but, but you're, you're not. not. Yeah, you're Like not. when they, so prime example, when they piled them all up and that huge wreck in turn three and four this year in the Daytona race, mm-hmm. I was ready for them to wreck. At least I thought. Yeah. Also, when they start wrecking, I'm all over the brakes, and I'm like, oh, God. Yeah, I got oh speedway brakes on. I, I got speedway brakes. I got to slow down. And if you go back and watch the replay, you see Jeremy Clements slide up the hill, hit the wall, and I'm looking at him like nose to nose, like, please slide down the track. Trying please slide down the stop. track. And then he finally slides down, and I just barely yeah. miss him. And it was just like, ugh. Yeah, for those listening, speedway brakes on super speedway cars are basically non-existent. Yeah. It's you know, the pe- there's a pedal there, but even on pit road, you, <laughs> you slow down better downshifting. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm. I, yeah, I know. Eventually, we're going to be coming to pit road under green here, and it's going to be fun. Yeah, yeah. You uh, you said obviously the Iowa race in 2019 was kind of your your one you hang your hat on. What's I'm curious. What's like one race that you wish you could have back in the Xfinity stuff? Darlington this year. Darlington this year. Yep. I uh. You know, it was, I made just a lot of mistakes. Yeah. And I spun out trying to pass J.J. Ailey in an optimistic move and made a fool out of myself. Yeah. I'd never spun out like that. Yeah. I spun out at Darlington too. It happens. Yeah. But I mean, because of that race, I feel like I'm a better driver because of it. 100%. Um, and I mean, <laughs> Johnny Davis and Brian Barry will probably come, come and tell you that I drove like an ass that day too. Yeah. But yeah. It, you know, it's, it, you know, you have those days. Unfortunately, I yes. wish I wish we could uh, do a better job of just over audio, but do a better job of how freaking scary it is when you are at fault in a Johnny Davis car, oh. and you see that man sitting on the trailer, <laughs> and you just have the walk up to him, and and you just have to confront it. And you know, I would like to equate him to like a very wise man that. You, you don't want to disappoint. Yeah, like you remember every conversation with him. Absolutely. I do because it's like, you know, there's there's always something from it that you can take. Yep. And sometimes, you know, you, you might take. I'm sure. Right? I say, I'm sure you've had those talks. Yeah. Sometimes you might take the the biggest ass chewing of your life. Yep. But you're gonna take something away from it. Yeah. And, you know, and I think that's just what's so cool about racing back where we do is yeah the the personalities the characters the owners guys like johnny guys like bj guys like tommy joe you know the ones that um they make the sport go they around. make it right they there's a reason it. i i have this constant saying that without johnny davis there is uh, the xfinity series would not be what it is today mm-hmm. in my opinion you look at all the drivers who have come through there you look at all the names all these people that you know that johnny davis and even now the bj mcclouds have yeah. you know given opportunities to it's it's yeah. it's such a incredible thing to look at and that's like i think um that's like the epitome of you know this podcast and and our our uh our way of racing is you know t- these team owners are giving guys like you and i shots yeah and like you said you know after 2017 you were ready to go to school and you were you know it was game over mm-hmm. find something different you know there's so many probably drivers that could have a similar story to that if it was if it wasn't for mm-hmm. you know the johnny's the bj's and, and the mario's yep. and and the uh you know there's so many the jimmy means stuff like that it's oh it's yeah so 
you know, it's so important that that, uh, in my opinion, that that group kind of continues on the tradition. Because otherwise, man, yeah. you know, just like you, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have been racing anymore yeah. if it wasn't for you know a team like Johnny's or a team like BJ's. It'd be, yeah. <laughs> it'd be game over. So, mm-hmm. but no, uh, I'll definitely say Darlington this year is one I would take back. Yeah, and I now I go into Darlington again this year. I know exactly what not to do. Yeah, what not? You know to what do. I mean? Like that's the thing. Like I now know. Okay, well, here's where I messed up, and that's where I'm going to be better. My funny, my funny Darlington story is that was obviously our first race back last year. Oh and, yeah. And you know, like for me, I never ran an Xfinity race before last year, and so I got the four that we did pre-COVID, and then a two and a half, three month break, whatever it was, and then we were going back to Darlington, and I'd never been to Darlington before. You know, I had three and I had four races, four Xfinity races under my belt. Yep. And I remember going, I remember taking the green flag, going into Darlington and I'm like, holy shit. Like this is, um, like this from here on out, this race, it, it's, it's going to be something I've never experienced before. Oh yeah. And, I, and now it's so normal. And and now, yeah, now it's like we unload and it's like you just said, it's normal. Yeah. It's, it's normal. To it almost feels weird to practice now. It does. Like, well, here, here's a funny thing for you. When I ran Charlotte this year, this year, that was my first time qualifying on a mile and a half. Yeah. <laughs> I'd never qualified funny? on a mile and a half. So I think we qualified 20th. Yeah. I got out of the car and I felt like I won the race. I was like, heck yeah, look at that. Like it's, <laughs> it's just funny to look at. I mean, same, I was in the same boat as you when I went to Pocono last year. Pocono was my last, was my first race back in the car and I had only had three races prior to that, and they were yeah. all in 2019. 2019. So I had nearly eight months yeah. out of the seat, uh, out of anything. Yeah. Eight months out of any race car. No practice, no qualifying. And first race back is Pocono. Yeah. Yeah, and what's funny is like during all of this for you and I, you know, the back, the 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 background is Johnny or or brian barry at johnny's you know they're telling us hey don't you know go go out there have fun but don't do anything stupid and yep. you're like man i haven't drove a car in in 10 months yeah i haven't practiced or qualified i've oh. never been to this racetrack it's notorious it's called the tricky triangle yeah. <laughs> and you want me to go out and just run a smooth race okay no pressure yeah well i mean it, but it but that's the case that's what we gotta yeah, do that's and right. uh and everyone's in the same boat right that that's the thing too and it's funny to me because now i'm at a point where it's like I'm probably like one of the only drivers that's like kind of okay with no practice. Yeah. Like I, I get into practice. I like to look at Nashville this year, Nashville and and, uh, Phoenix in 2019. And it's, I remember Nashville, we started off the practice session. Remember it was only one practice session. Yeah. 50 minutes. One fifty minute. And for the first 20 minutes, I sent us the absolute wrong way. Yeah. Sent us the wrong way. Yeah. And that was the race we had to qualify in. You know what I mean? Like there was 42, 43 cars. So it was one of those things where you look at it and it's like, damn, like I got to get this right. And I only have 50 minutes to do it. it, it it's almost funny to think about that because I'm one of those guys that, you know, thinks about it too much a little bit. Yeah. That's one of and my big faults. Overanalyze. That's one of my yeah. biggest faults. And, yeah. you know, it's almost funny, this no practice or qualifying thing, although as a rookie, I probably need it. Yeah. I kind of thrive under the no practice thing. <laughs> and it's almost like it's an, it's hard to explain, but it's almost like a weird sense of it's less pressure. You know, yeah. it's like I, um, I don't have the chances to go out and like you said, put us out in left field, 
you know, get get our adjustments going in the wrong direction, or you know, something even worse, right? Wreck yeah. the car, spin the car out, whatever. Oh, yeah. an engine. And I I agree, man. It's it's an interesting dynamic, but um, I want to go into our next little conversation here because it 100% deserves attention, and that is the Xfinity qualifying races. Yep. Talk. I mean, I want to hear your side of it, but <laughs> when there was when there's 44 cars showing up for Charlotte and 21 22 of them like are legit fully blown double throwdown operations race winning caliber maybe like what what do you feel like what did you feel like it was stressful i mean it, it's it's one of those things where it's it's a totally new ball game yeah you know um I like to look at the Nashville as well, where it's a track that we'd never been to. Yeah. That's another one. You know, yeah. we had that. I was more nervous actually for Nashville than I was for Charlotte. Charlotte yeah. Because of the fact it was a place we had never been to. Mm-hmm. Um, it's tough. I still, I don't, I don't know. I don't run the sport. I don't know. I, I, I wonder, it makes it a little tough because it's 36 cars yeah. that qualify in instead yeah. of 40. Because instead of sending eight or nine cars home, we're sending four. Yep. Um, but on those races, the pressure's on. Oh my God. (laughs) You run one lap and that's it. Yeah. And that one lap decides your entire weekend. Yep. And how that, well, that one lap decides how people, you know, how your, how your week goes, how your season goes sometimes. Yeah. It can change everything. Yeah. And I, I, I was fortunate in both, in both opportunities to where we, you know, we're fine. Um, you know, Nashville was one that was tough because, you know, you look at, I mean, I'm sure you guys have experienced the same thing. You know, we had two of the four cars make the show at Nashville Mm -hmm. and it's like, it's one of those things where you, you feel good as a driver, you know what I mean? But you know this more than anyone, you know, Monday's still going to suck. Monday's going to suck, but also when you're on these teams, like the BJs, the Martins, the JDs, the Harmons, you become a family at that yeah. point. Yep. And when your teammates miss the show or when something happens and, it, and they get wrecked or something like that, it makes you mad as well. Yeah. Yep. Like when Colby got wrecked at Martinsville, I was pissed for Colby. <laughs> like when, when Jeffrey gets wrecked out, I get upset. When I get wrecked out... I know that they get upset too. Yeah. Like I saw, prime example, when Landon got dumped at uh, Nashville, I let out an audible, no! <laughs> like I literally said, no, you what? Saw it. Yeah. Like I was like, come on. Yeah. Like it could have been a great day. Yeah. But it's, it's one of those things where you, you want everyone to do good mm-hmm. because you know that it's all a trickle down thing. It's all going to affect everybody. And, you know, you want your entire team to succeed. I want Jeffrey Earnhardt to succeed. I want Kobe Howard to succeed. I want Landon Castle to succeed. Mm-hmm. Because if they succeed, we all succeed. Yeah. I'm sure you're in that same boat a little yep, bit. Yeah, 100%. Too. And, and it's hard, you know, it's, it's not hard to explain, but it's different explaining that, you know, everyone um, benefits off of each other. Yep. You know, one person, uh, you know, one person leveling up brings elevates everyone else's performances so i i 100 agree it's it's uh you know and at the same time you know too you know put it this way when something good happens it helps um 
it helps a program. And when something bad happens, it hurts the program. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I like to look at I like to look at last year when we had the TikTok thing come through. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It was almost like suddenly there was kind of like a in in the shop a little bit. Like a, a lot of everybody yeah. kind of like started you know getting excited. I don't like I'm not saying that the whole TikTok, the whole thing did something insane, but it, it's one of those things where something like that is a huge thing. You know, when you get a top top ten, I remember you got a top ten at a uh, Daytona, was it? Yeah. That was a huge week for yeah. him. Like everyone at the shop was like, "This is cool." Like we're, we were yeah. all stoked. I mean, put it this way, I, you know, and this this could be like the exclamation point on this conversation. But it's like when you when you brought your six races last year, you know, I remember sitting down and we had the team meeting where it was like, okay, you know, the A pit crew is gonna be on the six with mm-hmm. TikTok this weekend at Texas, and it was yep. like, yeah, awesome. Like, yeah. I, you know, I yeah, I didn't have a big deal for Texas lined up. It was something, you know, some, kind of small, I believe. Mm-hmm. And it was like, yeah, like they need to be, yeah. you know, they need to have a good day. And and I think that's probably the best way to show, you know, everybody running back there is is literally a, a family, like you said, yeah. and helping each other. Yeah, I mean, like, it's just unique. It's a fun. It's a fun dynamic. Mm-hmm. I love it. Like it's. And that's what makes it even better is that I have I consider everyone at the JD team friends. Yeah. Every single one of them. I don't have a bad thing to say about anyone. Yeah, and I think something that's kind of cool to touch on this year is, you know, that, that camaraderie is still there. But the level of competition is yeah. so freaking high compared yeah. to my experience last year. And oh, I don't know God. if it's COVID. I don't know if... You know, I don't know if COVID affected last year. I don't know if it's just the excitement around racing in general. But without a doubt, truck series, Xfinity series, cup series, the level of competition is skyrocketed. I think it's higher. I then think it, it's back to like, you know, maybe even I say it's back early to like, 2010s. It's back to like 2011 standards. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's really healthy for the sport, but it is tough. It's I so mean, hard. Well, I mean, think about it. Like I said, Nashville, two of the four JD cars went home. Went home. Yeah, I went home at Coda. Yeah, you, know? you went home at Coda. Like it's 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 competitive. You know, okay, put it this way. Yeah, yeah. Not only at our races that we qualify are there twenty whatever race winning cars or, or very high caliber teams, but everyone from there on back. I mean, we're talking like the, you know, the deltas of the race times literally are within two tenths. You know, yeah. at two tenths at Atlanta in your twenty eighth or your 19th yep 18th and it's yep. like that is all it is exactly and i i know for a fact my experience last year if you bought all the tires for a race you were guaranteed a top 18 finish. yeah i mean that's you how know? like that's but how now, it was but now it's not no now now like i mean well also if you go back like i kind of like had this realization earlier this year when i went back and watched some of the race like you know race highlights from other races just to get notes we didn't have 40 cars every race last year. Frick no. Without qualifying, no. too, by the way. No. We had 37 for most races. We had 38 for others. Very rarely did we have the full 40 that was allowed. Mm-hmm. So now, this year, you fast forward to this year, every single race that hasn't had qualifying has had 40 cars. Yeah. And has sent home, quote-unquote, yeah. at least one or two cars. Yeah, since Charlotte, pretty yeah, much. Since, I mean, yeah. well, no, since Daytona. Well, well, I guess what I mean is like since like the teams like Jordan oh, yes. got, got locked back in the top yep. 36. Yeah. No, I mean, it's been like that yeah. all year. And it's just, it, that's the level of competition. Yeah. It was, I mean, and it's, you know, Jordan's cars, they're good cars. Yeah. Like we, like we know how good Jordan's cars were. 
And they were just sitting for how many months until yeah, Charlotte? Until Charlotte. So now you look at it and it's like, wow. So it stinks because now we lost, you know, I think Carl, you know, mm-hmm. they lost a car now. I think it was a 13 car. Now we get the 31 car and now that's another really competitive yeah. race car. Yeah. I mean, and I, it's, I shouldn't say it stinks. It's great for Jordan, yeah. but you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Man. For it, you it, and it, I. It, it's stoked. It, it's, I'm stoked for that team, but it stinks for Carl's team. And yeah. it's like, man, that's, it, it's crazy how that dynamic is. In my perspective, you know, I counted basically there's, there's about six new teams that came over the off season and all six of those teams could pretty much be sandwiched in between you know, seventh and 17th. Mm-hmm. And like those were positions that last year weren't there. And mm-hmm. for me, a decent day was a top 20 and a good day was a top 15. And now this year, you know, my perspective has changed where yeah. it's, you know, a decent day is a top 25 and a good day is a top 20. Yeah. And that is just the reality. Yeah. I mean, I kind of, I'm kind of on that same boat there. I mean, when we had our struggles to start the year, because the start of this year, we had a really tough string of races. Mm-hmm. It, we spent a couple races outside of the top 30. Yeah. Like, it was tough. tough. Yeah. Because we just had, you know, we had miscellaneous things, and, you know, it was tough. And everybody else around you is that much more competitive as well. Like, it's yes. not like, you know, one race, you can jump five spots. Like, no. you know, it is an absolute uh, grind from 26th on to 36, you know, like it is a grind. Oh my gosh. Yes. And so when we like, I, I, I keep referencing Atlanta earlier this year because not earlier this year, but the most recent Atlanta race, because that's a prime example of it. We were running 23rd for a good portion of the day. You know what I mean? We're running right there. And then late race restarts come about. We play our cards, right? Finish 14th. Yeah. That is like, a great day yeah. right there. Like yeah. you I mean you've you've had that this year probably finishing top fifteen or top twenty. It's like, okay, cool. There we go. Yeah, like that's, that's what we needed. That's what we needed. And that kind of shifts the momentum in such a great way. Yeah. Um and that's what that's some of the stuff though that fuels you as a race car. Hundred percent. Especially the way we're doing it, you know? Yeah. The the equipment we're in, the resources our teams have. Yeah. And and, and the partners we, you know, we've brought to the sport, like that's what 100% keeps your smile on your yeah. face and you want to go to the next well, I mean, weekend. Yeah. I mean, you got, you know, you have your scuttle tights and the tough coes and them. And I got, you know, the TikTok, the Swan, the, yeah. you know, all these other great partners. It's like those guys, you know, they're the reason we're driving. Correct. And I'll go back to that TikTok thing. TikTok. And I've said this before and I'll say it again. TikTok had nothing to gain sponsoring me. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing. Like, everyone knows who TikTok is. Everyone mm-hmm. knows what TikTok is. TikTok jumped on board and elevated everything that I did by so much. Yeah. And that's how, that's the difference right there. Yeah. And that's a great example of the meaningfulness of so, of a sponsor taking a chance on you, right? Oh my goodness. A partner taking a chance on you. Like that's all it takes. I wasn't that supposed to run. Takes. I wasn't supposed to run any of those last six races last year before TikTok came about. And yeah. now I have a top 10 to my name. Yeah. Like yeah. that's huge. Yep. And it, and it grew your stock and then all of a sudden you have momentum going into the off season yep. and that's all it takes. Exactly. You know, it, that's all it takes in this sport. Um, well, I'll, uh, I got one more question yeah. and we'll go ahead and finish it up. I want to know, I'm sure you're like myself, but on the path that we're on, 
you know, is your, is your goal racing Sundays, winning races? I think everyone's goal yeah. is racing Sundays, yeah. winning races, but at the same time, you also have to leverage expectations. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I, I, the dream, I should say this, the, the dream. dream is to race on Sundays and win races. Yeah. You but, know, and I'm glad you said that right there. Cause my, my buddy, good buddy, Stephen Parsons, he put it, a, uh, he put it nicely one time we were discussing and he's like, you know, there's goals and then there's dreams mm-hmm. and the dreams have variables that are out of your yep. control. And your goal should be variables that are in your control. Exactly. Your, the goal should have variables in your control. And I think that's... Yeah, that's exactly... That's how I see yeah. it. Yeah. Like, my dream is to race Sundays and win races. Yeah. But I think, you know, <laughs> I'll, I'll kind of flash back to, like, 2012 here. I remember doing an interview when I was 11 years old, 11, 12 years old. And then the guy says, like, where do you, where, like, where do you expect to be in a couple years? And I was like, uh, if I make it to Daytona in something, <laughs> then I guess that's, you know, a reasonable goal. Yeah. And this year I made my first start at Daytona. Yep. And now it's like, cool. Now I've done that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm 20. Yeah. Let's, now, get, <laughs> let's, let's elevate and grow. And yeah. here's my new goal. <laughs> yeah. Now where, now where's that next goal? That next goal, my goal is to stay in a race car. Yeah. My goal is to stay in race cars, whether it's a race truck Xfinity car, cup car. Yeah. I want to be in a race car. Again, like I said, a, a bad day in a race car is, is better than any good day out of one. And if I'm in a race car and I'm, if I'm one of those guys that stays in Xfinity for years and years and years, cool. Yeah. I'm couldn't be happier. If I go back and race trucks and race that for years and years and years, I'm happy. Mm-hmm. If I race Arca for years and years and years, I'm happy. Yeah. I don't care as long as I'm driving a race car. Cause that's the only time that I'm really not myself. Yeah. Yeah. That's the time that, uh, you get the feeling that you're doing what you were born to do. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I'm not myself. Yeah. And that's, it, it's a weird way to say it, but you don't think about the things you're, go, you're going through in life when you're driving a race car. Yeah. Because you're just driving. Yeah. You're just going as hard as you can and hoping it all works out. And that's a good way to put it. I like it. Let's end it on yeah. that, man. Yeah. Well, I certainly appreciate it. Um, the Lucky Dog Podcast thanks you. We're going to yeah. have to have you back. <laughs> A couple lucky dogs here. Let's do it. Um, Ryan Vargas, everybody. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, thank you.